let, let, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, you know, casual hockey fans, everyone knows your Kucherovs, your Stamkoses, uh, you know, the, the Palats, Edmonds. Give me a, a player on Tampa Bay Lightning who doesn't get a lot of Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Amazing how he gets over. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. They were willing, actually, to part ways with him. But the other player that has really been impressing me, and it's really, he's had a bit of resurgence since he got traded here, and that was Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough doesn't get enough credit for what he does, and really, he came here as part of the deal. Of course, we did back in the similar program with him a year ago. There wasn't really that much expectation, considering you know that that fierce playing style that he's playing under John Tortorella up in New York. But you know, now that he's able to, to kind of have uh, locked on a little bit Islanders more offensive episode, but, side to his uh, game. He's, he's really, you can see it, you know, he's, series, he's, he's just playing much. freely now, out there. Ado, he's actually putting up a lot more points. I Adam believe Danker he had the second most points in his career last season. So, uh, and, and he's things really have changed nice over on that the past line. year, uh, you know, with COVID, as well as Eric Turnak, fans. But the one thing Turnak, that has not changed, you know, a lot of people don't realize how long our two teams he, playing in last the year was the second cup he won in his career. He was, with we the were Kings talking about it before we hit the report. right, now, that's right. Yeah, and he was in last year, trade the Islanders weren't the same team as this year. If you look at it now, I think the Lightning, if we didn't play you guys on that on that deal, so because Eric Turnak, you know, probably one of those. Where he's one of those players so where alongside this year you know, where i probably want to you want to jump on the ice and ring him around the right neck now just some of the way the islanders are playing he does at the end of the day he's such a talented a player better right now in terms um, of a and, and really the lightning but then again i i think that Dazzy those guys especially those two sergachev uh, mcdonough as well as but yeah as well um, as uh chernak it's going to be an exciting matchup for our defensive end especially with if victor Hedman is not 100 especially with now like you guys yeah no question and and the other thing about mcdonough is he gives you he gives you great leadership in the locker he always been there. He's done that. One or two players step up really and, good and in the raise their game in the playoffs. Other players, I, I think the Islanders game. are getting that yeah, this year. I think I, more than anybody, year, it's been Kyle Palmieri. Right before the lockout, nothing during the regular season after the trade deadline. And then, you know, has really come up big in the playoffs. We had no idea how long he was going to be out for Right away, yeah, and, 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 and I heard something the other day. This time when we've seen this, guys, that, leaders, two of the big I, leaders. I mean, this all goes back to Luan Morello's coming into that environment uh, along with Barry Trotz. Victor Hedman and Ryan McGunning, you would have thought they were co captains of what, team, what this the team was they, they three, four years ago. See how the body and language Would you say probably now with Paul Mary playing the way he's playing in the playoffs, do you think that the Islanders have won the trade deadline? It's really nice to have a guy 
there. Like you know, and, last and year that's one of the Pedro things that and now you really got to give credit to not only Steve Yzerman, who really put together the team and drafted Lula a lot of guys, but as well as the did exactly what he needed to do at the trade deadline the last two years. Absolutely, and you know he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. We're seeing it now. Guys, will the Islanders pay the price for this? Are not going to let it five years down the road when those really first round draft choices they don't have not only on the ice but also aren't ready to step in and nobody's ready to take these guys places great to have when you have those young second year in a row in the stanley cup semifinals that that speaks for itself close yeah, and, years and old, which is that's the thing that's think really about, I think but, changed things around. Uh, on the uh, other, other side, than the fact that now that, we have fans uh, with trade acquisitions for our tickets <laughs> play in front of. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was. Mary. I don't think you could scroll what, what was through social media what, at any given time. The Islanders, I guess, with were playing Zajac, where you couldn't see year, how we spoke ridiculous it was about out, Pajot, out at the barn with, out with there with on Paul Long Island. And, and that that might that be something that I think that you know, are you, are you my guys might have a little overwhelmed. Issue maybe probably going say into maybe that first period, especially where we're at right now in the NHL world with that. So documented over a guy who this team on a daily basis. Where last year, crossover preview. Well, during the regular season, they were dreadful. I said that, you know, one of the things that has really been And it was frustrating, but I did say on A very important thing when it comes to Before the playoffs got started. First five minutes in the first period. And people were complaining on social media. And I think that's where you guys should have gotten Taylor Hall. Possibly, you know, capitalize not only on having the home ice advantage when you go back to Long Island, No one will remember and no one will care that they struggled during the 15, 16 games of the regular season. Yeah, they, the stereotypical the hockey and that's phrase really is, happened. you know, win the periods. Well, you know, these with the Tampa Bay Lightning, veterans, all you have to do is win the first the five periods, and you're and in pretty good shape. They really uh, have stepped up their uh, game No, that is easier said than done. My guys have been bigger contributors. Have been and, and really I think been crazy is that both uh, this of whole postseason. And a lot of people are giving us flack. I don't know how you feel about this, but a lot of people are saying, well, you know, they're technically over the cap because of Kucherov, and that's why they waited to have him during the season. Because let's be honest, I think Kucherov was ready back in February. But they didn't want to, you know, go over the cap. They're not afraid to mix it up physically when they need to. What is, are you more on the side of, you know, what we found a loophole? Are you more on the Side very of, well, solid you know, contributors to that success at the cap carry yeah, over and, to the playoffs. it's always interesting to i don't see, see how the cap you know, can carry over the playoffs only because trades, the players don't the deadline and even in the offseason i mean right. Right. the trades that they're really paid kind a different of way my eye um uh, was the case trade i do believe they need to change that to the extent of if the team is deliberately withholding a healthy player Episode, I guess, that salary could be cap made. purposes. But, uh, they they, are, they could send players them, in you know, this series. Are there, you there are other really ways to dance around the cap. Really Nobody are, complains are when they send a player to the minors. Are waiting to break right. out. Uh, the AHL to, wow. to save um, cap space. I, I think, uh, I, first I of all, that uh, waiver show so you didn't want it more or less understand, but a key to the end of the day. And uh, I mean, you know, are they getting around goals the rules? kind of in yes. bunches, but, but are they he's such a great the rule? No, should the NHL adjust them? That, that's yes. part of it. Am I angry and, about that? And then this? I guess I think, the other guy cheating? is no. Jordan Everly, no. who I, that, I that's think rough. started to come on. Well, let, let's look for the games to play and maybe Kucherov rack up a couple of goals and then maybe I'll think differently about that. And so, if they continue to play that, we've already kind of gone into how last year was. 
You know, you guys. Gordon Eberle was probably one well of my least favorite players on the Islanders last um, year. Where do you two teams linked up? It was just the every night. It was Jordan the, the Jordan Eberle show for this year as opposed to how they were in and last and year's playoffs. That was series. one of the things that immediately popped into my head. Was you know uh, that, that, when, that's when a great question. I I think uh, when I peeked that, in on that, that this that year the Islanders are getting in the playoffs at least. I guess what, what we could do and, uh, and you know, contributions uh, from all four, four do of their lines. I, I, and I think that that is that making them the even more difficult to play against. That, I do want to ask because, you, you know, if you series, shut down, you know, we, we'll probably, I already Beverly stated and mine Barzal, then you still have episode, to deal with Nelson, what is, in Bailey, terms of, what is the series? Uh, and Bavillier. And now you have his line. Things might with Jack and Palmieri, they're getting I'm offense. And more like nobody six, likes six playing seven, against the identity line of Zizekas, Martin, I mean, Clutterbuck. Went six last so year with a lot their of ability to roll four lines uh, I, and wear these two down as a result pick up has, more I think, increased since last ago, year, even and, though they really uh, do miss Andrew a back yeah. and forth I mean, series. that's the I think only that's the one thing that really popped out to me before we jumped on and, and did this recording. One, very one side how have the like goals force. I mean, the Islanders right yeah. now every stands the game is going to be a dog fight. Yeah, I, I, which is wild see, to think about when you have Vegas and you know, my guys, Tampa, and I even Colorado. I was also still on the high the other night that win behind series So, yeah, I mean, that's the one thing. I firmly believe yeah. it has really made a difference. The lightning really popped out to me when I was kind of just going two, through the numbers. Not saying like I that the Islanders I haven't really watched the whole one because I definitely New York think Islanders, Islanders, even though I am up in New York as well. Uh, but uh, that's the first two games. But because of the I really whole, the way the divisions that, you know, were this year. Do you think playing when in the Eastern Division though? Do you think that has made this team better, or do you think it wouldn't have made a difference? Uh, I think it did make the, the team better. I, at least I mean, maybe five, this team plays the same uh, style games, all year four, round. Depending, but I think, you know, been, having to face I, I've never seen a team like Boston eight times during really the regular season and I then think, again in the playoffs. I don't think Kucherov, Stamkos, I don't think uh, goals are going to win this game. I think the series, the, I think really the Islanders have been Vasilevsky and Kalamov, who's going to be able to be the better teams that on paper at least are more talented. Like your Pittsburgh's and your Washington's and your Boston. Okay. Yeah. All it, right. It, it, it sort <laughs> of got them ready. And I think it's going to be a hell of a series. In the playoffs. Yeah, and, man. And so made them realize, hey, this now is what we, we got that out of the way. My, my yeah, question and to I you think you guys is, you know, without jumping ahead, Pittsburgh, if, if the Islanders a very good time, I think that last series. stretch of games in which who do you they want to play in the finals? Catapult like, themselves. I, we alluded it to before first place. I think that really wore them out. That really helped. Uh, in for Vegas you guys and Montreal, really kind of uh, get your game to be going honest really, i you know, i don't know not I, really have to force if, things if right i had to pick bat, and that's what i think it wouldn't be because really of the ultimately i would just into just having two you guys teams, get past one that just started out from as a franchise first-hand experience from last year boston and the other is the that is not that, in a traditional especially that, market. that first line with pasternak marshan and bergeron i mean well that would certainly be the non-traditional guys especially for your opposing goaltender yeah as far as all right we have more of my and i think it would be a heck of a series on lightning uh, i right think you know if the islanders, islanders do advance and, and you know right, I i'm not counting anything until it happens uh, i have to be complicated question because i'm you're really kind of thinking about tampa right years, now, well front but, makes it easy um, they have the right if, tools if for they were to advance i think there are no manual trades golden knights have a no watching the stock market every day they automatically handle the canadian so 
I Based guess I would prefer to play Montreal, well, all things trusted being with over equal, but, billion you know, you mentioned both goaltenders being outstanding, both teams playing very well right now. By going uh, to wealthfront.com no, slash locked on NHL, there's no, there's no all you need is $500 yeah. to get started, grow yeah. your wealth, I mean, that was the easy thing way to let the wealth kind of do the work for you. To get your first $5,000, manage for free Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. I believe it was Colorado, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, that's the thing. I guess if I had to pick also as well, the other thing that takes into account is that if you do beat us, you definitely want to play a team that scores a lot more goals, just so you're playing against that style. And Vegas has, with the way that Mark Stone has been playing recently, I think you would have to probably pick him, just because those young guns in Montreal are just, Cole Caulfield I don't know how the Lightning would be able to handle him because the Lightning do struggle against players who are very skillful with the puck and, and are very good with, with vision on the ice and, and just can, basically the jack of all trade players. They do struggle with those guys. So yeah, I, I would probably have to agree that you know, Vegas is probably the better thing. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I, I think that the crowds are, believe it or not, I think they're going to play a huge difference. I mean, it's so simple I, I, and you don't have I mean, the barn. I, hopefully I could get to the game on. I, I was thinking maybe down. going to game Locked four. NHL hopefully the Lightning are in a position to clinch it then. I'll probably be the only guy in Long Island with a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey on. I'll definitely have to go. If you see a guy getting drinks thrown at him with a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey, that's probably Yeah, this has been great. Maybe next year we'll do a third one in a row. If, uh, why not? Yeah, why not? Let's and make now it a more of our special point, crossover right? episode with so, Adam Danker uh, Gail, of for doing this with me. Lightning. Uh, and we and that actually brings me into my uh, my next question recap, with you is, you know, you have Varlamov who's played well. He's missed a couple of games here and there. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Uh, and you also have a very uh, talented goaltender. Are you thinking that Trotz is going to stick with the two goalie system or do you think he's going to kind of now that we're sort of in the end game, kind of winding things down to where you really need to be fine and perfect going down the road, especially when, you know, Tampa Bay is rolling out the best goaltender in the world. Are you now I'm, I'm more of the old school kind of thinking, whereas you roll out one goaltender for the entire playoffs. You, you stick with the guy that got you there that has performed the best for you guys throughout the season. Are, are you more in that boat as, just keep Varlamov in there no matter what, or are you more along the lines? Well, if Varlamov has a, has a rough game, because we did see that last year in the, in our playoff series where Varlamov had a rough game and then he rolled out Thomas Grice and then mm-hmm. he got shellacked. And then really both goaltenders really, they, even though the series almost went seven, you saw both of those guys couldn't really get things going. They, they couldn't really get in a groove. And I feel like that's part of the reason why, you know, I, I mean, you saw it in the series against when, when Tampa played Florida, that Joel Quinville rolled out three goaltenders, uh, yeah, he was, and which is ridiculous. Um, but, you know, he's won a cup like that before, so I guess he gets a pass. But I, yeah, I, yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, as far as the Islanders are concerned, I mean, you, you look at Barry Trotz, he always prefers to go with veterans over younger players. That's his M.O. 
And to me, it means that Varlamov will be the goalie as long as he plays well. If he gets shellacked, as you said, if he has a really bad game, they won't hesitate to turn to Sorokin for a game or two. But the way I look at it is this. uh, Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz will, will give Varlamov the benefit of the doubt, but they won't hesitate to go to Sorokin if Varlamov cools off. Yeah, and and in terms of that, do you are are we saying like if my guys jump out to a three nothing lead in the first period, is is the is the hook pretty pretty quick in that situation, or is are they rolling him out for a second, thinking maybe he could get uh thing his act together, or or is maybe Sorokin coming out in the second? It, you know, I think it depends. If if two of those three goals were soft goals, quote right. unquote, then yeah, they may they may go to. Sorokin. And then the other thing is this, uh, how is the team playing in front right. of the goal? They need that spark, uh, that wake up call that changing goalies sometimes gives you. It, it, it's all strict. It's all strategic. It's all based on the circumstances. So I've seen him do it. I've seen trots change goalies uh, after a very bad period just to try to spark his team. And it, and it worked the, the couple of times that he did it. But I've also seen him stick with a goalie again, depending on what's going on on the ice. Yeah, that's going to be the interesting thing, especially since, you know, the Lightning have been able to face two young goal goaltenders in their first two series with, you know, um, with Nindelkovic, who had a great year, a Calder Trophy finalist. And then you had Chris Drieger early on, and then even Spencer Knight, who was on the USA team not too long ago, early on. I think he was on the national championship team as well in, in collegiate hockey uh, earlier this year. So, the lightning with the way their offense is stacked. Um, and now that they have Kucherov and Stamkos, by the way, who is a hundred percent healthy for the first time, I think in the time that I've been the host of locked on lightning, I've never seen yeah. him. It, it, it has been something to really kind of look at uh, with a fresh pair of eyes where, you know, Stamkos playing hurt is still probably one of the top five players in the league, but now he's looking like, top three, maybe, you know, conversation. If, if he's healthy like this all the time, he could heart trophy is probably an easy conversation to have with him. But now that they have him back after he missed a, a bulk of the season and then Kucherov is basically just getting off the couch and just, you know, doing what he's doing, uh, picking off from last year. Um, this team has really feasted on young goaltenders and that's going to be interesting to see how the lightning, how they handle that. If maybe they're going to try and, you know, run up the score at Varlamov and, and, and maybe see if they could get Sorokin for a couple of games. Um, in terms of my guys now, obviously I have listed a couple of the big names there as well as, you know, Victor Hedman's playing a little hurt right now, but it seemed like in that last game against Carolina, he got things that, uh, Thing, you know things going after kind of playing gingerly throughout the entire series and then now Vasilevsky just picked up his third career shutout in the playoffs uh, second of this year's playoffs um, is is he scared does he scare you at all because <laughs> I have I could only imagine how scary it is looking down a goaltender like that like that's the one downside I feel uh, if I'm if you know not to look too far ahead that one of us has to deal with that you know, the goaltenders that we could potentially face in the cup finals. I mean, you have your, tr- it's, it's, you have, you have to, it's a pick your poison situation. You could pick price or flurry either way. It's going to be a, a tough agonizing series for either, but uh, just for you, you know, having to deal with Vasilevsky uh, second year in a row. And the fact that let's face it, he's better this year, which is, it, it's, yeah. it's 
insane to even say out loud to, to think about how he could even get better. Yeah, I mean, it's a challenge, but at, at the same time, you know, we just came off facing Tuka Rask, who's an yeah. outstanding goaltender as well. You know, my I was going to ask you, so while you mentioned Vasilevsky, and yes, he's he's an outstanding goaltender playing at the top of his game right now, and it's a challenge. There's no question about that. Uh, but my question that I was going to ask you is, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a scout, scouting the Tampa Bay Lightning, what do you think is Vasilevsky's biggest weakness? How would you attack him? You have to go at him um, within those first five. That goes back to the whole first five minutes of the game, winning that. Because mm-hmm. if you – if you Vasilevsky, especially with nobody in front of him, nearly unbeatable uh, with, with the perfect shot. So if, if you could get a couple of weird bounces in front, um, that's where he runs into trouble. Now, the thing is, it's a very slippery slope with Vazzy, is that you want to pepper the goaltender, uh, any goaltender, within the first couple of minutes before he gets settled in. But with Vasilevsky, that could also work in his favor to where the more active he is, the, 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 hot, the, the faster he gets, uh, the you know, hotter he gets uh, quick quickly in, in net and so that's the really thing with him if you could get a couple of weird knuckle pucks on shot with weird bounces and I mean that's what playoff hockey is all about where uh you know weird bounces and plays going your way uh you know with Vazzy we saw it throughout the Florida series he lost the game badly I believe it was game three uh and and two of those three goals that he gave up were just like knuckle pucks where he looked, he looked very, very much human. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, and then, you know, usually for other teams, you, you want to have their third and fourth lines really, you know, be the, the, the guys that need to go out there and make the big plays, but, you know, not to sound cocky, light the, the lightnings, you know, one through four, their lines have been solid. The fourth line has been playing incredible. Uh, the third line has just been a staple for this team over the past year. That Coleman Gord line that mm-hmm. that John Cooper loves to start games with. And and so really, if you're gonna go toward, if you're gonna get at this Lightning team, it's really Vazzy in those first five minutes. Uh, and it and it really comes down to high percentage shots. You know what what are what are considered good shots? And we really don't hear that term unless it's really basketball. And we were talking about that before with Matt Barzal, how, how he has the highest percentage of goals scored from a certain spot in the, in the right circle in the NHL and, and kind of turning to him. I mean, what is that? What has it been for him that has really catapulted his, his game this year? Because he has been impressive. I mean, he's still a long ways away from being the guy on the team to rely on, but I mean, he's really picked it up since then after some, probably much deserved criticism that he got from last year's playoffs. Yeah. I mean, you could see with Barzal, the talent has always been there. I mean, he's had some highlight reel goals. He's got great speed, change of direction, acceleration, and he's got a pretty good shot as well. Uh, but the, the thing that has really been growing with him is confidence. Mm-hmm. And even in the last series against Boston, he really picked up his game Uh, And you could see him skating with authority. You know, he didn't score at all in the Pittsburgh series. He did have some assists, but didn't really score. Wasn't playing with confidence. And then the first goal he got against Boston, instead of being one of those fancy plays where he stick handled past three guys and went between his legs and backhanded it into the net, 
it was one of those you had to dig by the side of the goal and and really kind of stuff the puck in in between the post and the goal attenders pads yeah. and i think scoring that way sort of reminded him hey this is the playoffs and if i want to score most of my goals aren't going to be the pretty kind they're going to be the i got to work for this kind of goal and that sort of clicked for him and he's really picked up his game as a result yeah i mean that's the kind of thing that for any player you get a couple of dirty goals here and there uh and and you're off to the races depending on what kind of player you are i mean we see it that's that we see it here in tampa with andre palat we see it in here even with pat maroon here and there you know obviously yeah. pat maroon isn't going to score 30 plus goals a year but that's the kind of thing that really just gets your line going and gets guys around you to open up. I mean, the one guy that has really impressed me where, you know, he gets a couple of goals in the series and we're talking about him possibly being a, a big factor going forward. And that's Ross Colton, who really in his first year in the NHL has really impressed me. I mean, he's, he's a big body forward on the wing who, you know, he looks like a defenseman, which is, is a w- crazy thing to think about, but really, um, he 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 skates around like a forward and and he's at times believe it or not one of the better puck handlers on this team uh, his vision is very impressive and you know kind of seeing those two young guys cuz i mean Barzal's only 23 if i'm not mistaken he these two guys going up against each other that'd be interesting to see how that matchup goes now what is what is the you know you've asked me what is the the game plan for you know to get at my lightning what is the game plan for to go up against the Islanders. Uh, what, what is, if you're dissecting this New York team, where, where do you start first? You've got to find a way to get past the four check. The Islanders have a relentless four check with all four lines. And if you can bust past that four check and move with speed through the neutral zone, you will get some quality scoring chances but it's not easy to do obviously or else the islanders would have been eliminated already right uh but but if you can break up that four check and teams have done it for a period at a time or for stretches of play at a time so when you get those chances you've got to cash in and you know the islanders do give up a lot more shots on goal than they take in most games but the quality of those chances are usually not so good. And yeah. they'll keep on the perimeter and they'll make you work for those chances. And then, you know, usually it's Varlamov, but the goaltender comes up with some big saves and that's how they win three to two, two to one, four right. to three, th- those kind of games. But if you can break that four check and get some speed coming through the neutral zone, you know, the thought of a, uh, of a Stamkos or a Kucherov coming full speed into the zone with the puck, uh, you know, that's frightening for any team, you know, even a team that's reached the semifinals again. Yeah. And don't forget, you have point coming down the middle on that rush as well, which you know, the, 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 hot, the three headed monster that is the Tampa Bay uh, rush there. And the thing that really has stood out to me with my team and it, and it really has stemmed back from the series that our teams had was the lightning were forced throughout that entire series to cycle the puck and set things up in the zone, which we didn't see a whole lot from, from them during the regular season. And at times this season, they've struggled to, to get back to because a lot of their games, they try to rely on their speed and the NHL is changing. Uh, We've saw it with Florida this year, how well they played and how they've weirdly have become one of the fastest teams in the NHL. Uh, And, and, Tampa, I think that's where 
and I forgot to mention this before, if you're going to look at my team, um, that's what one of their faults is, is that they, they sometimes refuse if it, if it's worked a couple of times here and there, and they got a good look on the rush, they refuse to mix it up on, on the four check. They, they would, they, they prefer to, to, you know, fly in there and try and turn it into a track race early on. But at the end of the day, especially when you have a, a Victor Hedman who really he's playing dinged up. They're saying that he, he, you know, if, if he wasn't, if we were in the playoffs right now, he, he might get surgery and he might not be ready till training camp. And that's a big if, so, you know, getting back in and what Tampa loves to do is bring up that defenseman into the slot. Uh, They love to play their defenseman up. So that's the other thing is that what, Coach Cooper needs to do, especially, and I'm sure Barry Trotz has seen the tape, and I'm sure he's going to try and exploit that. He is going to try and lure Tampa into relying solely on the rush and get them into that that track race, which they love to do. But really, what Tampa needs to do is they need to take their they need to you know be cautious of their looks going into the zone and say, okay, maybe let's hold it up. Let's work it in the corners because Tampa has done a great job ever since they played the Islanders last year and really dumping the puck and working along the boards behind the net. And that's something that really, you know, it's weird to see a team that is successful at doing that and not do it more often. Right. All right. We have more of my conversation with Adam Danker of Locked On Lightning in our special crossover episode. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. You know that Built Bar has nine permanent delicious flavors and the occasional limited time flavor, which usually sells out quickly. Listen to some of these great tasting protein bars. Coconut almond flavor, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or my personal favorite, salted caramel. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein in every bar, only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. And I'll tell you, no matter which flavor you choose, they are good. And if you're not sure, if you haven't tried them all, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off of your first order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let let me ask you this. Uh, You know, casual hockey fans, everyone knows your Kucherovs, your Stamkoses, you know, the the, the Palats, your Hedmans. Give me a, a player on the Tampa Bay Lightning who doesn't get a lot of attention from the national media, but who is uh, a key to the team's success uh, in, in this playoff series. Well, I actually have two. There's Braden Point, who it, it's amazing how he gets overshadowed by these other guys, obviously, rightfully so. Uh, but he's, he's leading the team in goals. He's second in points. Uh, I firmly believe if he was on any team in, in a major market, he would be advertised as a superstar right away. Right. Uh, he's the kind of player that I'm sure the Islanders and Lou Lamarillo would love to have if, if, uh, if the deal could have been made and the lightning were able to, uh, if they were willing actually to uh, part ways with him. But the other player that has really been impressing me and, and it's really, he's had a, a bit of resurgence since he got traded here. And that was Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough doesn't get enough credit for what he does. And, and really he came here as just part of a deal. 
back in the Steve Yeiserman days. And, and, you know, he, there wasn't really that much expectations considering, you know, that, that fierce playing style that he was playing under John Tortorella up in New York. But, you know, now that he's able to, to kind of have a little bit more offensive side to his game, he's, he's really, you could see it, you know, he's, he's, he's just playing freely out there. He's actually putting up a lot more points. I believe he had the second most points in his career last season. Um, and, and he's really a nice compliment on that second line. Uh, as well as Eric Chernak, who has really picked it up. And Eric Chernak, you know, a lot of people don't realize how long he's been in the league. He last year was the second cup he won in his career. He was with the Kings the first time they won. Right. That's right. Yeah. And he was in that Peter Budai trade that everybody forgets about, which, you know, if you look at it now, I think the lightning fleece them on that, on that deal. So, uh, cause Eric Chernak, you know, as, as one of those times where he's one of those players where alongside Mikhail Sergachev, where, you want to you, you want to jump on the ice and ring him around the neck for some of the boneheaded things he does. At the end of the day, he's such a talented player, um, and and really, you know, I, I think that those guys, especially those two, Sergachev, McDonough, as well as as well as uh, Chernak, are really going to be big factors on the defensive end, especially with if, if Victor Hedman is not a hundred percent. Yeah, no question. And and the other thing about McDonough that he gives you, he gives you great leadership. Yes. Um, in the locker room, he is, uh, he, 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 he's been there. He's done that. And, and he's really good in the locker room at, at helping other players raise their game. Yeah, absolutely. I, we saw it last year at the end of the, right before the lockout, or I keep calling it the lockout, even though it was a postponement uh, where Victor Hedman went down with an injury and we had no idea how long he was going to be out for. And right away, Brian McDonough. And even throughout this time when we've seen guy leaders, two of the big leaders on the team and Cooch and Stamkos go down, uh, Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough, you would have thought they were the co-captains of the team, the way they they've stepped up and you just see how the body language changes when, when they're on the ice. And, and when you could see when they're talking to guys on the bench, people listen and, it's really nice to have a guy like that. And, and that's one of the things that you really got to give credit to not only Steve Yeiserman, who really put together this team and drafted a lot of these guys, but as well as the current GM, Julian Brees boss, who has brought in other guys as well as David Savard and, and Blake Coleman, both trade, uh, trade deadline acquisitions, guys who not are, are not going to light up the stat sheet, but are, are really going to be some of the leaders, uh, not only on the ice, but also in the locker room. And that's, that's really, you know, great to have when you have those young leaders on your team, because let's make no mistake about it. Some of these guys are not even close to 30 years old, which is crazy to even think about. But um, on the other side of that, uh, with trade acquisitions, I guess we could go back to the whole, the whole Pajau and Kyle Paul Mary, uh, what, what was the diff, what were the expectations, I guess, with Paul Mary and Zay Jack coming in, obviously last year, I think we spoke on the preview last year about Pajot, but with, with Paul Mary and Zay Jack, did you think that they were going to have, you know, are you, are you underwhelmed? Are you overwhelmed? I would probably say maybe even is probably where we're at right now in the NHL world with that. But as a guy who follows this team on a daily basis, where are you at with their performance thus far? Well, during the regular season, they were dreadful. Yeah. I mean, the two of them just looked lost and, and it was frustrating. But I did say on, on the podcast before the playoffs got started 
and people were complaining on social media. Oh, they're terrible. We should have gotten Taylor Hall, you know, all of that stuff. I, I said, look, if Palmieri and Zajac play well in the playoffs, no one will remember and no one will care that they struggled during the 15, 16 games of the regular season yeah. that they the Islanders. And that's really what's happened. And, you know, these two guys are veterans. They've been through the wars and they really have stepped up their game in the playoffs and become bigger contributors. And, and I think the fact is that both of them, Palmieri and Zajac, are Barry Trotz slash Lou Lamorello kind of guys. They can play multiple positions along the forward line. They're responsible in their own zone. They're tough when they need to be. They'll score pretty goals occasionally at this stage in their career, but they'll certainly dig for those dirty goals. They're not afraid to mix it up physically when they need to. They fit in with what the Islanders are trying to do. And in the playoffs, they've been very solid contributors to that success. Yeah, and, and it's always interesting to see, you know, how teams make trades, especially at the deadline and even in the offseason. I mean, one of the trades that really kind of caught my eye uh, was the Taves trade, the Devon Taves trade, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I still don't understand as to why that trade was even made. But that's a whole nother episode, yeah. I guess, that could be made. But uh, are what players in this series are you looking to really step things up that really are are just you think are waiting to break out? Wow. Um, I think, first of all, that uh, Pajot is, is more or less very much a key to the Islanders' success. And, you know, he gets his goals kind of in bunches, but he's such a great two-way player, and I think that that's part of it. And, and then I guess the other guy is Jordan Eberle, who I, I think oh. started to come on in the Boston series. He and Barzal kind of both picked up their game. Uh, and, you know, if, if they can continue to play that way, this is going to be a very tight, even series. Jordan Eberle was probably one of my least favorite players on the Islanders last year when our two teams <laughs> linked up. It was just every night it was Jordan, the Jordan Eberle show for, for the, yeah. for the New York yeah. Islanders. And, and, and the fa- that was one of the things that immediately popped into my head was uh, when, when it was official uh, when I peeked in on that 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 last game between the Islanders and the Bruins, but uh, I guess what what we could do, uh, you know, uh, before because I do have a question for you that I, I I'm curious about because I did hint sure. at it before with the goaltenders, but before we get into that, I do want to ask you predictions for this series. Now we we'll probably I already stated mine on the previous episode, but what is in terms of where's the series going to go? You know, are we thinking seven here, Gil, or do you think maybe things might end a little sooner. I'm thinking more like six or seven, probably seven, just because, I mean, it it went six last year with a lot of overtime games. Uh, I'm thinking these two teams are going to pick up more or less where they left off a year ago. And uh, this is going to be a a back and forth series. I think only one game in this series out of the seven is going to be one, very one-sided where you have like a 5-1 kind of a game yeah. and every other game is going to be a dog fight. Yeah, I, I see on the last episode when I made the prediction, I think maybe I was also still on the high of that, that win, that series clinching win, because what I said is I firmly believe if the Lightning could 
get the first two. No, not saying that the Islanders can't steal one because I definitely think that the Islanders are good enough to at least steal one at Amelie, uh the first two games. But I really think that, you know, if the if the Lightning win games one and two, uh, then uh, you're really up against the wall going back to the bar and having to win uh, to keep yourself in the series. I was saying at least maybe five, uh, five games, maybe four, depending because Vasilevsky has just been I, I've never seen him play this good. And I think yeah. that's really what it comes down to. I think goal. I, I don't think Kucherov, Stamkos, I don't think goals are going to win this game. I think uh, the series, I think it really it's going to come down to Vasilevsky and Varlamov, who's going to be able to be the better goaltender. So really, I, I think maybe I'm a little bit out on the edge with this, but I'm going to say uh, lightning in five. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm going to say lightning in seven, and I think it's going to be a hell of a series. Yeah, man. So now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> my, my question to you is, you know, without jumping ahead, if the Islanders do advance in the series, who do you want to play in the finals? Like I, we alluded it to before with the goaltenders that both of those teams have out there. Uh, in Vegas and Montreal. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't know. I, if, if I had to pick, it wouldn't be because of the goaltender. I would just, just having two teams, one that just started out as a franchise and then one is, and the other that is not in a traditional hockey market. I would love to see Tampa and Vegas play each other. Well, that would certainly be the non-traditional hockey matchup yeah as far as markets go and i think it would be a heck of a series i think you know if the islanders do advance and and you know i i'm not counting anything until it happens right uh i haven't even thought about this question because i'm really kind of thinking about tampa right now but um if if they were to advance i think the the uh golden knights have a deeper roster uh than than the Canadian. So I guess I would prefer to play Montreal, all things being equal, but you know, you mentioned both goaltenders being outstanding, both teams playing very well right now. Uh, there's no, e- look, you're in the final four. There's no, there's no easy outs, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing last year that kind of helped the lightning was just the, I don't even remember if maybe you could refresh my memory who Dallas played last year. And I believe it was Colorado, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, that's the thing. I guess if I had to pick also as well is that the other thing that takes into account is that you if you do beat us, you definitely want to play the team that scores a lot more goals. Just so you know, mm-hmm. you're playing against that style uh, and, and Vegas has with with the way that Mark Stone has been playing recently, uh, uh, I, I I think you would have to probably pick him just because those those young guns in Montreal are just I mean Cole Caulfield has just been otherworldly and I don't know if I'm I'm I don't know how the Lightning would be able to handle him because the Lightning do struggle against players who are very skillful with the puck and and are very good with with vision on the ice and and just can basically the jack of all trade players they do struggle with those guys so yeah i i would probably have to agree that you know vegas is probably the better thing so um but yeah it's gonna be interesting i i i think that the crowds are believe it or not i think they're gonna play a huge difference i mean i i, I mean the barn i hopefully i could get to the game on i was thinking maybe going to game four hopefully the lightning are in a position to clinch it then uh, I'll, I'll probably be the only guy in, in Long Island with a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey on. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely well, have to. Your, 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. If you if you see a guy getting drinks thrown at him with a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey, that's probably me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been great. Maybe next year we'll 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 do a third one in a row. If, why not? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's make it a tradition at this point, right? So, uh, Gil, thanks for doing this with me, uh, and we could definitely, hopefully, follow up with a uh, with a recap, whether it's immediately after the series or in the off season. Absolutely, it was a pleasure, and uh, and good luck in the series. Yeah. It should be a great one. Yeah, good luck to you. All right, that does it for our crossover episode. I want to thank Adam Danker of Locked On Lightning. Did a great job. Uh, giving everyone an in-depth preview of this series. We'll be back Monday morning with a full recap of Game 1 between the Islanders and the Lightning. And, of course, we'll be here every day throughout the series, so make sure you join us for that. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for listening. And, of course, let's go Islanders.